0: Welcome to the Running For Your Life podcast, the podcast where we talk about running and getting fit to live a long and healthy life. I am your host, Barry Karch, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. And I tell you what, it's such a pleasure to bring you this podcast. It is a real passion project for me. I love talking about running, and I love talking to runners. And today... I have a very inspiring interview with a runner for you. Her name is Jana Hempler. She went from barely being able to run a block to, get this, she ran 30 marathons in 30 days. That blows my mind because whenever I ran a marathon, I could barely walk for 30 days after it. But she ran a marathon every day for 30 days. But even better, this wasn't about herself. She did this to raise money for Victoria Hospitals Foundation. And she raised almost $90,000 doing this. It is one of the most incredible running stories that I've ever heard. And it's so much more than that. Yana has had to overcome adversity, injury. Getting cut from her school's athletic teams, but she's turned it into a story of positivity, inspiration, leading the best possible life. You're gonna really love what she has to say. Get ready to be pumped up because I'm bringing Yana on the show right now. Welcome, Yana Hempler, to the Running for Your Life podcast. Hi, Yana. How are you today?
1: Hello, I'm doing great. And how are you?
0: I am great. I'm super excited to have you on the show because you have such an interesting background and story, and I can't wait to go into it.
1: Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yes. Well, tell me, when did you first get into running and and why? What got you interested in running?
1: Right. So actually, I was not a runner as a kid. I actually struggled with running when I was younger. I didn't like playing tag and I was not an athletic child. But then (laughs) after we moved to Canada and uh, it was track and field day, they got me to try it a little bit. So then I was kind of like, hey, this running thing is okay, but I don't want to be the slowest kid. And then unfortunately, the following year, I got cut from the volleyball team and the basketball team. And then they said, well, the running team needs people. So, but then I was like, "Well, I'm not really that good," and they're like, "It doesn't matter if you're not good. We just need people. We just need wow. bodies." Anyone can be on the
0: running team. huh?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so that's how I got on the running team in uh, grade seven, and uh, because I needed a sports team to be a part of, so that I could say that on my, you know, resume from school or whatnot. So that's why I decided to yeah. join. The
0: you can say team. you're an athlete.
1: Exactly. So I could say I was an athlete, even though I was far from it at the time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so the first couple of years was really difficult. Like I couldn't get the fast times and I was always in like second to last place. But then mm. over time, I got better. And as I got better, I started to love running more and more. I know how that happens. Exactly, right? And it happens with a lot of people too, where it's yeah. like they'll start something, they're not that great at it, so they don't really like it that much. And then as time goes on, it gets better. And so that's what was happening with me. So by the time I got to grade nine, I was going to zone championships and wow. the provincial championships and things like that.
0: You came a long way.
1: I did, yes. And that was what excited me the most. About it is being able to compete at slightly higher levels. So then, in high school, I went to track and field provincials in grade 10 11 as well, and it was a lot of fun, and I had a great time there, and I just enjoyed it.
0: And Fantastic.
1: then and I, and then I got injured in grade twelve.
0: Ooh, what happened? Leg injury or or what?
1: Yeah, I had plantar fasciitis Ooh. and patellofemoral syndrome. Or it's like the kneecap was kind of sore all the time and my foot was really sore too. Oh, wow. So I had to pause running for a bit and I had to not run for a couple of years. And then I got back into it when I was 21, I believe.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And uh, I decided to just sign up for the Times Colonist 10K, which is one of our biggest races in Victoria here. It draws a lot of people from elites to the average couch potatoes even Mm -hmm. they do the walking so like there's all kinds of different people that sign up you don't have to be an elite or anything like that to sign up Mm -hmm. and it just welcomes runners of all levels yeah so then i thought well if i can finish under an hour i'll be extremely happy because at the time when i was trying to run a 10k after coming back from my injury i was taking about one hour and 30 minutes to do a 10k which uh which was a lot slower than I was capable of before the injury. Yeah. And then, so that was really, you know, difficult for me to come back from the injury. So I signed up anyways. Uh huh. And then I shocked myself while I was doing the race that I finished in 43, 45 or something like that. Wow.
0: That's a great time.
1: Thank you. And I was so happy. Like I was over the moon. Oh yeah.
0: I would be too.
1: (laughs) Because it was like such a big surprise. Like, it was, uh, where'd that come from? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, where did that come from? And then all of a sudden, nothing was hurting. And I was so happy. And then I decided to sign up for a marathon shortly thereafter. So I did my first marathon in 2012. And, uh, I got 328.
0: That's a great time. That's really good.
1: Thank you. And then I qualified for Boston too, because at that time, at the time, the qualification was 335 for women of my age group.
0: Fantastic. So, did you run Boston?
1: I did. I did it in uh, 2015 and I got 323 there.
0: That's great. That's great.
1: So that's yeah. what made me fall in love with running. Is just the fact that almost every time that I went running after that, is I improved quite a bit.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: like, and I started out, you know, being on the couch and not being able to run. And then slowly I got into it and got better. And so that's what I want to emphasize with a lot of people. Because a lot of people are afraid to sign up for a race because they're right. worried that they're going to be lost or something. Thing like that, or sort the of worried cases, and you should just go out there and just have fun and enjoy the process and enjoy the journey.
0: Absolutely, and not only is it great physically for you, but I bet it helped you outside of running too, probably with self esteem or at work or, or other ways too. Didn't it? Didn't it carry over to the rest of your life?
1: Oh, it absolutely does. It's been great for my mental health, especially because uh, I know that there's a lot of people who have struggled with uh, mental health, myself included, when I was younger. Uh-huh. And so um, I definitely believe that running helps with your self-confidence. It helps with your mental health. It gives you more energy, too, for your day. So that after you, if you do a run in the morning, all of a sudden you have more energy for the rest of the day. Or if you run in the evening, then you have more energy the next day.
0: Yeah, I agree. I run in the morning also. And it just, uh, it makes me, it makes me feel good about myself for the rest of the day that I did something and I accomplished it. If I should miss a run someday, I always feel terrible the whole day about it.
1: Oh, exactly. And I feel that way too. Like I always feel like something is missing when I don't run.
0: Yeah. So let's continue on your running journey. You, you ran Boston marathon. Then what came after that? What did you do next?
1: Then after that I improved my personal best in the marathon to 318 and then oh, wow. I got a 128 and a half marathon
0: Wow great
1: so I got really excited over that and then I got injured again
0: Ooh. <laughs> what this time
1: so this time it was uh, it was the back adjustment gone wrong so oh, it was no. like one of those adjustments that they do yeah and I probably shouldn't have had it. Because if it wasn't broken, I shouldn't fix it. But I didn't have <laughs> time. Uh huh. So then, so that's what happened. Is I got injured, so then I had to start all over again because I wasn't running for quite a while because my knee and my hip was hurting.
0: Hmm. Yeah. After bet, that adjustment. Yeah, I bet you felt horrible about not being able to run too.
1: Oh, I did, and then I also knew that the journey to get back to it would be quite challenging as well to be able to run previous times like i did before
0: yeah because you're going to lose your fitness and and all that too
1: Uh exactly yes
0: so you got back into running again after that injury right
1: i did i got back into running after that injury and uh since then i haven't run anything stellarly fast, but I'm just glad that I was able to still keep running and that things don't hurt anymore. So that's like another thing that, you know, a lot of people will say that running is what causes the injuries, but I think that it's other things that we do outside of running that actually bring on more injuries than the running itself.
0: That could well be, that could well be. And you know okay. what? It's it's great to constantly set new PRs, new records on the races, but even if you don't run as fast, it's just great to get out there and run and and stay active. That that's the main thing to to keep moving.
1: Oh, absolutely, it is. And a lot of times, it could be other things that people do that's not running that can cause injuries. But running, mm-hmm. there is no more injuries in running than there are in any other sports, as far as I can, as far as I've seen.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. Now I'm going to ask you about something else. I read. That you accomplished a mind boggling feat of running 30 marathons in 30 days. How is that even possible?
1: It was possible because I was doing it for a really good cause. I did it for the Victoria Hospitals Foundation to try to raise as much money as possible. And uh,
0: how did that that come about?
1: So first in, tw- let's go back to 2019. Okay. So in 2019, I qualified for the Chicago Marathon and to be able to do it in 2020. And then in 2019, I also did the Berlin Marathon. And that same year, one of my really good friends was in the hospital for several days with a rare blood disorder. And um mm. The healthcare heroes did a wonderful job, and now my friend Great. is alive and doing extremely well.
0: Great. Glad to hear that.
1: Oh, me too. I was so, I was worried. I was super concerned about my friend because I wasn't sure if my friend was going to survive.
0: Mm, wow.
1: Because it was one of those rare disorders. It's called idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura.
0: I haven't heard of that. Wow. Wow.
1: No, so it was it's rare and basically it's very uramusive So like if he had any kind of an internal bleeding of any kind, he would just bleed out
0: mm.
1: with that condition. So that's why they have to monitor him in the hospital. Aww. And uh, and then coincidentally in twenty twenty, the Chicago Marathon got cancelled because of COVID. Oh yeah. And I was doing all the training to be able to run the Chicago Marathon. And I had done a lot of long runs and I was basically ready for it. But I thought, well, if it's canceled, then I'm going to raise money for the Victoria Hospitals Foundation. I'm going to do 10 marathons in 10 days to try to see if I can raise $10,000. That's
0: a great goal. That's a great goal. How, How did you find people to donate the money or sponsors for this?
1: So the media picked up the story and they did a great job of, uh, you know, amplifying the presence of the story. So basically, CTV News and Czech News and all the local newspapers picked it up. And that's Mm. how I was able to get a bunch of donations. So that first... And then, as I finished that first run of 10 marathons in 10 days, I did two more marathons. So I did 12 marathons in 12 days. And then... This gentleman named Dennis Hoy, who unfortunately uh, passed away while in the hospital, while he was watching one of my news stories, he decided to donate 25000 oh, to the wow. Victoria Hospitals Foundation just before he passed away. Wow! And I never got the chance to say thank you to him or anything like that. And I've never even met the person, but he just was touched by the story.
0: Yeah, he must have been.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then he donated the money. So then the following year, in 2021, with the COVID still being in full swing, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do 25 marathons in 25 days.
0: So you went honor- back to doing it again. Wow. Okay. Yeah, to
1: honor his contribution, to honor that gentleman oh, wow. who yeah. Yeah. the money. Because I never got a chance to say thank you. And I thought if he's watching from above, then uh, he would see that I genuinely you know, was grateful for his contribution to the charity campaign.
0: That's a nice way to honor him.
1: And then I thought 30 is a better round number.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's five more marathons when you're doing 25, right? Exactly. And that's exactly what I thought. And I thought, <laughs> even if I have to crawl to do it, I will still
1: do it. And so that just kind of took a life on its own. And then the media picked it up again. And, uh, Almost ninety thousand dollars was raised for that event, and that's fantastic, it was, and it was so much fun, you know, I just I just can't believe how much fun it was. And I just loved it. I loved the community feeling I loved connecting with other runners. I loved connecting with the donors, with the hospitals foundation, some of the key people there. And it was just absolutely wonderful, like, like everybody came out to support a lot of my running friends and a lot of other people who heard about this like people were coming out to do anything between 4k to full marathon and there were some people who ran their first full marathon distance with me during that time so it was just wonderful to see all these people coming together and i was so eternally grateful to everyone for all the support that i received
0: yeah that's incredible that that's just so phenomenal that you did that and raised so much money.
1: Thank you. It's uh, I definitely, I wouldn't want to say that I did it alone because it was a, definitely a community effort because mm. I don't think that the run would have gone anywhere as good as it went without the community support that I received.
0: Yeah, wow. I got to ask you some questions about this that come to mind. Um, first of all, did you do all 30 marathons in the same city? Yes,
1: I did all of them in the same stretch of the road. So basically, okay. I picked a four kilometer stretch of the road across from my house on the trail. And I said, this is where I'm going to run back and forth until I get to 42k each time.
0: Wow. Did you have people monitoring the run watching you do it? There were people who
1: came out to run with me. So they actually, so they weren't like monitoring it, but they would come out and they would do either one lap or two laps or three laps or however many they could do at the time. So they would all come out and then I'd have like a rotating door of runners sort of, if you will call it that.
0: That's fantastic. And the other thing that I I find so mind boggling is how did your legs handle that? How, how could you possibly run that long for 30 straight days?
1: After day one, then they did after day 30. So, like, actually, the first week was a bit tough because you're just getting into it. And the legs were really stiff and sore for the first couple of days. Yeah. And then as time went on, it got overall, the trajectory was that it got easier. And then the last one of the 30 was actually my fastest of the wow. 30.
0: That's crazy.
1: And it was like, it was so fun because like towards the end, it's like you stop feeling your legs.
0: (laughs) Wow. I hear all the excitement and enthusiasm in your voice. So uh, yeah, it sounds like that you had the time of your life doing this.
1: Oh yeah. Especially on the last day, I had the time of my life because like a lot more people came out on the last day. So it was a lot more fun and there was a lot more media on the last day. So it was just Super fun. And then this one company named TechNet, they donated close to $30,000 to this run. Uh And then they set up a balloon filled finish line for me to finish in front of their building, which was super cool because we all just came through that, me and all the rest of the runners that were running. And there was like a little crowd formed as we came into the area by the building.
0: That is super neat. You know, this is one of the best running stories I've ever heard.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. This is definitely like, it's been such an incredible experience that I want to say that I recommend almost every runner try something wild and crazy like that.
0: Yeah. Great, great advice.
1: <laughs> so- well, I mean, whatever your crazy idea is or whatever your whatever your big goal is, I think that everybody should just go out there and do the best that they can and see how far they go. And it doesn't even matter how far you make it as long as you try.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think everyone should do something that excites them and also at the same time scares them a little bit. Exactly. That's exactly right. As long as it's a little bit scary, a
1: little bit exciting. Uh You can totally do it. And I think that everybody can everybody is capable of a lot more than what they lead themselves to believe. I think and so that right. was my one way of trying to prove that to my own self. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself during those times.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yana, you sound like such an upbeat, happy person. How do you stay so motivated? I
1: want to credit all of my life to running
0: Mm.
1: basically life wouldn't be as good as it was without running and without the ability to do physical activities and for a brief moment it was taken away from me for about four months just recently in uh, late 2022 i got super sick and i wasn't able to even stand up for 30 for 30 seconds Oh, and wow. didn't really know what was exactly going on, but it definitely gave me a lot of mental health issues too, because I wasn't able to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I suffered for about four months, oh, wow. not being able to do anything and not being able to work and had to take a lot of time off and have to take time off running because I had to just lay down and it mm-hmm. was extremely difficult. So after having recovered from that and uh, being back to running, it's given me a whole new perspective on life and a whole new appreciation and genuine appreciation for having my health back and for trying to get my body back to where it used to be before the, uh, before that health
0: issue. Yeah, I bet. It just makes you grateful just for the ability to run period.
1: Exactly. And that's why, and that's why I sound happy and upbeat now is because I'm just so incredibly grateful for being able to recover, for being able to be upright and for returning to work full time and for returning to running and getting back to being able to do half marathons.
0: Great. Great. So Yana, what's next for you?
1: So I've got a little bit of a small goal plan. So I would like to try to do 10 marathons in 10 days again, <laughs> just to <laughs> you see if it a I small go- can. It a
0: small goal, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. just to see if I still can
0: uh-huh okay great
1: and then I'm training for the Chicago Marathon this fall
0: oh great so you're gonna re- you're gonna be in it this fall
1: yes I'm gonna Finally. be in the Chicago Marathon this fall and the goal yeah. is to try to finish on in 340 or, or under but we'll see how that goes
0: okay okay well I want to hear how it goes for you we got to keep in touch Um, Oh,
1: absolutely. Let's connect.
0: Yes, for sure. Yana, I understand that uh, you also are a running coach, correct? Yes, that's correct.
1: I take on a few runners who want to run far, basically.
0: Okay, great, great. And I saw on your website that you offer a six-week kickstart program. Tell me about that yeah so the six-week kickstart program is basically for people
1: who haven't done much running or haven't done too much physical activity in their lives where it's like if they want to just get started with physical activity get their fitness journey started then this six-week program is for them so it's basically similar to couch the 5k except (laughs) that uh except that it also involves strength training as well as running and it includes just bodyweight exercises mostly so people can do it anytime, anywhere, and they don't have to spend a lot of money on equipment. And I made it affordable so that everybody can do it if they want to, so that we can hopefully help other people get moving.
0: Great, great. And where can people find out more information about this program?
1: They can go to my website. I have a, I have a link to it under the shop page. So there's a shopping page and it's one of the first items on the shopping page is the, uh, is
0: the Kickstart program. Okay, great. And I also noticed on the website, like you just mentioned, uh, you emphasize strength training a lot to improve in running. Tell Absolutely. Me, tell me tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that.
1: Right. So I know that there's a lot of runners who just want to run and run and run. But what that does is it uses a lot of the same muscles. So when you do strength training, you're diversifying what you're doing and so you're you're able to maintain more balance around the joints with all the muscles that you're able to work when you do strength training so like for example strength training can prevent knee injuries if you train your hips and if you have strong muscles around your hips and your knees then that's going to protect your body from injury
0: Mm, makes sense yeah definitely makes sense well yana it's been great talking to you you are so impressive all you've done not just the running but the the fundraising too that's a a fantastic story i love it um in closing do you have some words of encouragement that you could share to the people who are listening oh man i have lots of words
1: of encouragement (laughs) to the people who are listening i want to emphasize that no matter what your goal is don't let anyone tell you that you can't you gotta you can do it I believe in you and all you're gonna do is just take the first step because you never know where it's going to lead. But in the meantime, don't forget to appreciate all the little things along the way and all the small victories along the way.
0: Love it. That's awesome. Yana, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed talking to you.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show. I've really enjoyed being a part of this and sharing my story and I hope that uh, other people will be able to be inspired to move to take the first step and to see how far it can take them.
0: Yes, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that Yana inspired you. The running community is filled with so many amazing, fantastic people. And I'm always looking for more to talk to, to feature on this podcast. So if you or someone you know, fits the bill. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at barrykarch at runningforyourlife.us. Also, feel free to let me know any topics you'd like me to cover on the show, any subjects that you have interest in, in. I would love to hear from you. I so appreciate you spending some time with me today. Could I ask you a small favor to leave a review of this podcast, wherever you're listening to it? That would be such a big help. And also, please share it with your friends, anyone who you think might be interested. Well, that's it for today's show, and I will be back with you on Monday with another episode. And until then, let's outrun Father Time together.